What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Cook Weights Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kevin Lee, and thank you for tuning in. And before we get into the episode, um, we finally cleared up the issues with Apple Podcasts. So this podcast is finally available on Apple Podcasts. And so if you guys are enjoying the episodes, you're enjoying the content, we'd really appreciate if you would go on there, leave us a five-star rating, leave us some comments, leave a review. Um, that goes a long way, so we'd really appreciate that, guys. And so as far as today's episode goes, I actually have Aaron and Joyce. They're a couple from California. They're both fitness coaches, and I actually found them through social media a while back, and I've been loving their content ever since I've seen them. They have such great mindsets on fitness and nutrition and a balanced lifestyle, and they have so many great tips and valuable things to share, so I want to share that with you guys today, and we had an amazing conversation, so hope you guys enjoy it. Um, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Let's roll intro music. Thanks for joining the podcast, guys. I'm super excited for today's episode. We have a couple more guests today as well. I got Aaron and Joyce with me today. Uh, Aaron and Joyce, um, I actually met them through social media, through Instagram, and just have been following them ever since. And I've really enjoyed their their social media, inspired by them, and uh, they just seem like really awesome people. So I had to get them on the podcast. So Aaron and Joyce, what's up, guys? How's it going? Hey, this is doing great. Uh, it's an awesome Saturday. Uh yeah, thanks for having us, man. Seriously, no, it's been awesome seeing you on social media as well, following your journey and um, being inspired by you, likewise. For sure. Well, thank you guys. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, and so Aaron and Joyce, why don't you guys, why don't we usually, I'll kind of start off these episodes by um, doing a little intro and you guys can kind of just talk about uh, what you do, where you're from. And so Aaron and Joyce, they're a couple. And they're down in California, right? Mm-hmm. California. Okay. So why don't you guys just kind of do a little intro, let people know a little bit about yourselves. Ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Well, I mean, both of us are health and fitness coaches. We're all about functional fitness and not just keeping our clients safe while they're hitting their goals, but also teaching them proper movement and looking into things like longevity how can we keep our body safe healthy functional for the long term Um, and for me personally I am a Olympic weightlifting CrossFit enthusiast I personally do those things as my sport I do take aspects of those especially the CrossFit methodology when I work with my clients but that's not to say I'm pushing my clients to do those things in particular I like to take aspects of different functional methodologies to train my clients. Um, and generally, my clients are all about like general fitness, um, not necessarily sports specific. So that's a little bit of a difference between me training myself versus me training my clients. Okay, awesome. And what about you, Aaron? Uh, for me, so I actually started off uh, working at a global gym. Uh, I will not say the name. <laughs> But 
you know, like majority. Well, I thought you said Globo Gym, like you know, like a dodgeball. Have you guys seen oh that? yeah, I mean, hey, you could you could see it that way. <laughs> I thought of so, Glo- I thought he was a Globo Gym. I mean, you know, I, I you know I know Ben Stiller pretty well. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, no, like a Globo Gym, like a corporate wellness gym, uh, like mm-hmm. like uh, 24 Crunch, Fitness 19. I, there's a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of independent ones too. But no, I started out just like that. Uh, this was back in 2012. So I've been part of the fitness and health and wellness industry for a little, almost almost a decade now. And I started off, you know, being really overweight. Like I'm, I'm only about 5'9 on a good day. Uh, in college, I went to, you know, SF State, studied kinesiology, got my bachelor's in that. And mm-hmm. in college, I was pretty much obese. I was like, I was like pretty much 100 kilos, uh, 220 pounds like 35% body fat. And I was like 21 years old. And my mentality was like, I I don't know how I'm gonna be able to coach people and not be an example. Like, it's not that I was big. And I was, you know, but I was athletic, I was big and, you know, obese with asthma, I still have asthma. And, um, and I'm not fit at all. Uh, So, you know, flash forward, you know, went through the whole series of like yo-yo dieting, all the fad diets, like, you know, back in the day, it's like, that's all you heard, like fitness and health and wellness now is so, so like specialized that Mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to go about, you know, your journey, you know, are you going to try out weightlifting? Are you going to try out running, try out swimming, try out cycling, uh, try out CrossFit, try out Zumba, try out you know, a whole bunch of different, uh, or trial bar for another one, for example. Um, mm-hmm. so I was kind of like, well, I'm going to try all the monostructural stuff, uh, the running, the swimming, the biking, uh, I'm going to try out some combat sports, uh, lost a ton of weight, but ended up going through like, uh, a, an eating disorder, uh, that it's for those who have never gone through an eating disorder, it's, it's pretty dramatic when you realize you have one because now it's like, how do you fix that? So, and I, and I want to hold your thought on the eating disorder part. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get into that um, later on in the podcast. Um, but, but for what, what about you, Joyce? Did you always start off like so? Aaron, it seems like you had you have always had an interest in fitness and health and, and exercise and sports, but you didn't feel like you were in the best space to be an example to teach it so that's kind of what triggered you to really incorporate it into like a lifestyle absolutely yeah what about you Joyce were you always like into working out and and being fit you know it's interesting because um growing up I had no concept of what this was I grew up in an environment where weightlifting, it's just non-existent. You know, it's like girls don't lift heavy weights. If there's any kind of heavy lifting, whether it's like lifting a table, moving a chair or something, right, around the home, um, it's like, oh, let the guys do it. Let the men do it. Girls don't do it. So that's kind of the environment I kind of grew up in. Um, I always loved being active as a kid. I mean, I didn't think too much about it. I just loved playing outdoors, going on like hikes with the family or um, I don't know, you know, just doing things where I'm constantly moving. But I was never really exposed to too many sports. My mom, um, she let us join like basketball camp one summer randomly. Um, In high school, I kind of played tennis, but I was never really an athlete. 
And it was always very taboo for me to think about even lifting heavy. Um, and then it wasn't until I, so it was like from then, um, I would say also, I guess, that period of time coupled with the idea of like body image, trying to um, fit into a certain mold, you know, trying to like be skinnier um, mm-hmm. and not really knowing how to do that, right? Well, what I knew was, well, if you want to be skinnier, if you're getting or if you're getting chubby or if you're getting fatter, then just eat less and that's it. So then I developed an obsession for running because that was the only way I knew how to exercise and burn extra calories. So I was literally in the boat of like, if I don't run, don't talk to me because I'll probably be like the grumpiest person ever. Because I was <laughs> obsessed, obsessed with running and I mm-hmm. had to do it. Um, but then on the flip side, it's like I would run and then I would go out with friends, eat and then hate it and then run and just like this whole cycle of things. So I didn't love it. It was what I did to do it, to do what, you know, to do what I thought was what I had to do. Um, Then it wasn't until college when I realized how obsessive and just destructive that was. So I first just cut it off completely. But then I realized, you know what, I actually need to take care of myself. Like I actually need to kind of be healthy. Um, So it became like this journey of like figuring out what that meant for me. I was lucky in the sense that I had a friend who he just loved lifting and loved introducing people to the gym. So he introduced me to the gym and he just taught me the basics. And I realized that, you know what, if I'm strong, I can actually help more people. Like I don't have to stand on the sidelines if people are moving chairs around. I can go help them. If I'm strong, if I'm healthy, um, I'm able to give more energy to people. Right? I can do the things that I want to do. I can help people through it. Um, etc. So then that's kind of when I just fell in love with it, fell in love with the process. And I guess the rest is history. Well, wow, so, so it sounds like the both of you kind of in a different way, but in a similar way, you guys kind of were looking for a way to center that energy, like you guys both had that energy. And you're just looking to see where to put it, where was the best place to put it. And, and it's awesome that you guys both found those areas. And you know, one thing I am really, what I love about your guys' pages and your social media is how, like, uh, synchronized you guys seem. Like, uh, I can definitely tell there's, like, this energy of you guys really feed off each other. You guys really support each other, whether it's in life, whether it's in your fitness goals and, and whatever it is. So my question would be, like, where did you guys meet? Like, I, I would imagine, like, you guys met at some, like, crossfit event or something but so how, how does that happen you're not far off not far off at all oh man that question had to come up oh, i'm kidding um so i guess one thing i forgot to mention is other than you know me struggling and going through you know my early phases of health and fitness and all that and going through the ups and downs um once i found my groove and found what was more mentally healthy for me in regards to, you know, improving my relationship with food, my, you know, my body image, even because I think I was even going through a season of like dysmorphia, body dysmorphia, Mm -hmm. um, is when I actually discovered CrossFit. So I know there's like a stigma behind CrossFit where it's like, oh, you know, bad form is the norm, yada, yada, and all that stuff that like social media puts out for folks that like hate on CrossFit. But Originally, it was a it's it's a GPP program, like a general physical preparedness program. And 
it just enhanced into like the sport of fitness where you do pull-ups faster. You look like a dolphin swimming out of water. Um, Mm -hmm. But you could also lift a ton of weight. Um, And so from there, it's kind of like I was coaching for a few years, you know, got my L1, got my L2. And I ended up becoming one of the head coaches at the CrossFit gym that we both used to uh, coach at. Well, funny thing is, you know, being um, a head coach of that gym, you you get you get to have people shadow you when they uh, when they first come to the box if they desire to be a coach. And so we were having this uh, internship, and we had a whole uh, whole group of people who interviewed for this internship. Uh, there was, I believe, ten to twelve people, mm-hmm. and Joyce was one of them. And that's where I came into play. Yeah. <laughs> well, pretty much how I got there. So um, I used to actually be on this law journey. So my whole entire life was for law. And that's mm-hmm. like a whole nother story. But I made this like 180 degree turn when I realized that's not what I want to do. Not passionate about that. I really want to help people. And for me, fitness was the way. And so I wanted to do more in the fitness industry. And this was kind of when... I had just made the transition. I was trying to figure my way. I loved learning and loved figuring out new ways to help people. And so I had a couple clients, but I was just trying to go make it by myself. I never worked at like a commercial gym or anything like Aaron did. Um, Mm -hmm. I just tried to start my own business right off the bat, pick up a couple of clients. And then I had a friend who um, I would just, I was working out with. Um, Funny, I never worked at a commercial gym, but I worked out in a commercial gym. So I was just doing my workouts at like a 24 hour fitness. I had a friend who was actually a member of the CrossFit gym that Aaron was at. And so he was like, Hey, I know you're just trying to get into this fitness industry. And um, they have this awesome internship program coming up. And I think it would suit you very well. So I was like, why not? I've met a couple people through him, actually, because he's done a couple competitions in CrossFit. So I mm-hmm. had like gone to support him. And so I had known just a couple of people. So I was like, why not give it a shot? I would love the opportunity to work with CrossFit. Um, I really wanted to start coaching in CrossFit just because it's like my interest and my and, and so I decided to give it a shot, ended up getting the internship, and um, I still didn't know Aaron, actually, but what ended up happening was I got placed into a lot of his classes to shadow him, and so that's why you're not far off by saying it had to do with CrossFit, because <laughs> it did. We met at a CrossFit box. I was actually his intern. Um, wow. we, it was nothing in the beginning, of course. Um, it was just actually when I had met him, my initial interest was just that he's an awesome coach. And when I saw him coaching, I was like, you know what, that's the guy I want to coach like. He cares about his athletes, he knows what he's talking about. And Mm -hmm. um, he leads people guides people. And that's what I want to be like. And so that was actually just from the get go, I had that respect for him. But it was never really more than that. um, (laughs) Until I mean, You just saw Aaron do some muscle ups, and the rest was history. (laughs) Yeah, no, tech. No, go ahead, Joyce. I'll let you continue. (laughs) So that's where it started. Flash forward a couple months, I see him working out for the first time, and I'm like, dang, 
not only does he coach well, he's also an awesome athlete. He moves well. So he doesn't just talk Mm -hmm. the talk, but he walks the talk. And I was like, I like him as an athlete. And so from there, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to date at work, but it's okay to have a work crush. I think that's kind of cute. And so it started there where I was like, I'll just have a work crush on him. And then um, like a couple weeks later, there was like a New Year's partner workout. And so he like messaged me on Instagram and, and was like, hey, are you in town? Like, let's partner up for this together and let's hit the workout. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't know she was on vacation at the time. And I'm just like, all right, maybe this will be a good shot. I'm just going to like, you know, yeah. har- harmless DM. Hey, we've got a partner <laughs> workout tomorrow. <laughs> no. And then, so we, I was like, oh yeah, sure. Let's do it. So yeah, I had just came back from a uh, vacation and then I actually got food poisoning at the same time. But I was, I refused to admit it because I was like, oh my gosh, when am I going to get this chance that my gym crush is uh, just asked me to hit a partner workout with him. So I sucked it up, but ended up completely embarrassing myself that day. <laughs> and then I was like, oh crap, there goes all my chances. But then, I mean, we have very similar schedules. So um, just like that same weekend, we were working out at the same time and Aaron ended up being like, hey, let me hop in. And so he hopped into like a set of squats. Afterwards, we were like, well, we both need food. We're not doing anything. Let's just get food. And then it just happened organically from there. Well, that's that's awesome, though, because, I mean, you guys make a great couple. And uh, I mean, that's a cool story, though. I mean, just how it happened is <laughs> just funny, but that's really awesome and uh I do want to say, like, when I see you guys on social media, uh, I can tell you guys are genuinely a great couple, and that's awesome to see. And um, you know, and like, and I'm piggybacking off what you said about Aaron. When Aaron's, when you said Aaron, you could tell he really cares about his clients, and that was really attractive about him. Um, one thing I had noticed, one thing that still leaves an impression with me with Aaron was, um, I had just recently you know, hurt my back, went through some PT, physical therapy, and was working back into some deadlifts. And I remember Aaron, he saw me post one of my Instagram stories of me getting back into deadlifting. And he sent me a message and he said, um, hey, man, you know, I'm noticing your deadlift form. You mind if you don't mind, do you, can I give you some tips? And I said, yeah, of course, of course. You know, so I was expecting Aaron to just be like a couple messages of like, hey, fix this and try this. And I was like, you know, that's what I was expecting. But this man sent me like pictures of himself and he sketched in with a with a mop like he had a broom handle, like a broomstick uh, acting as the barbell. <laughs> and he took pictures of himself and then he sketched with his finger like the angles of where I should be changing things. And he sent me like five or six of those screenshots and I was blown away, to be honest. At that time, I was still I still is leaves an impression because it showed me like, wow, this dude really cares. Like this guy mm-hmm. genuinely wants to help me with my deadlift form. He's not trying to like network with me for some business or trying to like do something for his benefit. He legitimately just wants to help me with my deadlift form. And it really did help me with my form because of how detailed he was with the tips. And so I just want to say like, that's something that I can definitely tell from Aaron. And um, that's an awesome quality. And I think that's great. Yeah. But so thank you, man. Thank you for that. That was very, very helpful and uh, very, very impressionable for me. Um, 
And to piggyback off that now, like, so that just tells, that goes into the next question I have, which is you guys both seem to really promote this balanced, have proper form kind of style of training. And so I think a lot of people struggle with that in today's fitness world. Like Mm -hmm. people who want to work out, they want to get healthy. They just want to get into shape quick. They want to get into shape fast. They want to diet hard so they can see the best results really quickly. And you guys kind of have an approach of, hey, let's slow down. Let's be balanced. And so what, what are, where does that come from? Like, what is your inspiration for kind of promoting that style of training and lifestyle? Um, it's, it came from the mistakes I made. Now, obviously, it's not losses. I don't consider them losses. I consider them obviously lessons because when you try to do it too fast, you get into a state of, you know, getting those rewards super fast. And when you get those rewards super fast, the sometimes the mentality and the psychology behind it don't come with it. Um, there's the struggle of, you know, wanting to look a certain way, but not be able to move a certain way. Then there's the struggle with feeling a certain way. Like, just because someone steps on stage and super skinny or, you know, like they lost a ton of weight within like 30 days, I can almost guarantee that they may feel like or, or enjoy the way they look, but they may not feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, you, if, if uh, you've ever asked a bodybuilder how they feel on the day of competition when they have to be like smiling in front of the judges and things like that, they feel like crap and it's not sustainable. Um, I have quite a few friends who do bodybuilding shows and that compete on the, you know, they have the, their pro card and they tell me straight up, like it, it's a whole nother sport. Like some people may think they're just posing, but again, it's a whole nother sport, just like, you know, CrossFit, just like wrestling, just like um, the discus or triathlon, things like that. But in all in all, when you do things slowly, when you do things consistently and you take the time to really allow your mind to develop with the way your body is seeing the results and getting the results that you want, you start to also understand that your body is going to do what it's going to do based on what you feed it, whether you feed it exercise or great sleep or great nutrition. Um, and it's more sustainable that way. And I, I know I keep we keep pounding sustainable sustainability all over our social media platforms, but it's totally true. Um, now, does that mean restrict yourself or eliminate foods that you love? No, not really. I mean, if someone really absolutely loves bacon cheeseburgers with like avocado and things like that, or if someone loves donuts, we're not going to tell our clients like, hey, cut those out completely. That's super bad for you. Because when it comes to eating well, we t- typically promote like an 80-20 diet where 80% is whole foods. And that 20% is like the stuff that's good for your soul, like the red wine. Like a lot of our clients love their wine and their alcohol. So we have them limit it rather than completely eliminating it. Uh, I'm a big sweet tooth. So I love ice cream. Like I even ordered like the Duanta Claus, uh, which is the rocks uh, version of the salt and straw line uh, with spiked with yeah, spiked with like a bunch of tequila in a couple of them. And then Joy, <laughs> and then Joyce is a very savory. Uh, she has a very savory like palate. <laughs> yeah, so chips and dip and all that stuff, like you know, but everything in moderation. Uh, yeah. 
yeah that's i mean sustainability that's i see you guys preach that and it's so true and you know like you like you were talking about um before joyce how you were kind of raised to think like oh women we don't do the lifting like you know you don't have to be strong just let the guys do that uh, i'm sure that was like a tough obstacle to get over and i know i'm sure a lot of women who are trying to be more fit want are kind of pressured to like oh i don't want to do something that's going to make me look like you know bulky or whatever and i feel like i think slowly now that is that that misconception is kind of going away uh, but as a woman who is embracing weightlifting who's embracing being strong and not caring about those stereotypes like you know what what are your thoughts on that as far as how the fitness industry portrays like how women should be working out mm. i mean for sure now there are more women who are starting to embrace their strength and embrace like lifting weights and just not shying too much away from it. But I definitely do think there's still a lot of portrayals of like women um, not lifting heavy weights, just maybe doing cardio or a light hit workouts. Um, and I see it a lot or I hear of it a lot in my clients especially when I get a lot of people who start telling me, okay, you know what? I want to look toner. And I think that's like the word is like, I want to tone up. Yeah. Um, which generally I think they mean, I want to see my muscle definition a little bit. I want to get a little leaner and you know what, in order to do that, you have to lift weights. Right. But they still shy away from it and they still say, Oh no, but I, I don't want to lift super heavy. I don't want to get bulky. And I'm still getting, clients who are telling me that um, they are scared of lifting heavy because they don't want thick thighs or, you know, like just random little things that they're scared of. And my question is, well, why one, why is that a bad look? Let's say you do see more muscles on yourself. Why is that a bad look? Um, And two, how is that, you know, it's like, is that unfeminine? Like, is that, does that have to be unfeminine? Right. And um, also, even if you did get some muscle, are you really going to be looking like what, you know, in your mind you think you're going to be looking at? Like, you know, I think a lot of times people just think that all of a sudden they're just going to grow all this muscle. Um, And I know for one, like, for example, my mom, um, she had this misconception of like, oh, my gosh, you're going to lift weights. You're going to look like those um, like super, I don't know, like girls on steroids who like you know you just see all their muscles and they look like yeah just yeah yeah. and it's like for some reason that's the image that people have when they think of women lifting weights and I'm over here like I'm trying so hard to gain weight to gain muscle mass to look a little bulkier and it's Mm -hmm. insanely difficult I'm eating so much I'm lifting heavy weights and it's just so hard to do that you know and I'm like I, I might be a little bigger than people my size, you know, but um, I don't I'm not even super bulky, right. And I I like to use myself as an example. And it's awesome that I'm in the industry and I'm doing these things because then I ask my clients, do you think I'm super bulky? Do you think I'm really big? And then they look at me and I'm still pretty petite. Um, And they're like, well, no. And then I'm like, do you know how much I am lifting and trying to like put on muscle mass and eating in order to do this? If you're not doing that, you are not going to get 
like as bulky or whatever in your mind you think, right? And it's just that misconception that for some reason it's still there and it still keeps circulating. Um, or maybe it's because it's been there and it was what was happening in the past. And now that all this new information is coming up, it's hard for people to wrap their mind around this new concept. So, um, I mean, couple thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like to, if to the, all the females who are listening to this, like, like Joyce said, like, it's like you said, it's really difficult, even for guys, not just for women. It's very difficult for guys even to to put on muscle mass to the point where you, your people will look at you and be like, whoa, like, dude, you have too many muscles. You look too bulky. So even for guys, that is very, very difficult. And so to the women who are so worried about that kind of thing, I think, like you said, they just need to understand, like, it takes a lot of training and food for a long period of time to even get big to that point um, for sure. no i think yeah. also one other thing i did want to mention was just thinking about it like most women when they say they want to be toned um or they want to see some muscle um they the almost forget that, you know, in order to see the muscle, you have to build it, right? If you are just trying to lose fat, but you don't have that muscle that you built, then what toned look are you going to get, right? So mm -hmm. I think that's another thing to just keep in mind that you want to build that muscle. In order to do so, you have to stimulate your body in a way where it wants to build muscle. Instead of just, for example, doing cardio, you're going to just be breaking down your muscle for like 30 minutes on the treadmill or something. Yeah, that makes, that makes total sense. I mean, and, you know, kind of going into now that, I mean, that seems like the training part where I feel like I love your guys' view on training and that, and, and where it's balanced, it's not just for looks, it's just a lifestyle kind of way of training. But I also, what I really love about what you guys preach is your balanced view also of nutrition. And I know both of you guys are big on balancing your nutrition and like Aaron um, I mean you said you had an eating eating disorder and um, how were you able how were you able to kind of cope with that and then develop this balanced way of, of nutrition so I, I think for me just understand for me just understanding exactly what food is and what it is not um, is that one food is fuel whether it's fuel to help you perform better sleep better, feel better. Um, or it's, it's fuel, it's literally fuel for like your, your hormones, like your endorphins, like you have a piece of carb or rice or bread, like you feel good all of a sudden, right? Mm -hmm. Um, just things like that. But before it, it was like, well, I want to enjoy this food. Um, I want to enjoy this food and I want to have a lot of it but I know it's not good for me because it's high in sugar, high in fat, uh, high in, you know, and just everything that is just an excess of everything. And I didn't know at the time what the eating disorder was until someone called me out on it. Um, but I was actually bulimic. So, you know, going from 220 to like 140 pounds, you know, I was, you know, doing, you know, martial arts or, you know, I was doing Muay Thai to be exact. And, I wanted to always stay around a certain weight, but at the same time, I wanted to eat, you know, I wanted to, to, to eat a lot of food and be able to get away with it. But then at the end of the day, it's like, I would eat till I'm just so full that I had to throw up. And I didn't realize that 
I was actually, you know, going through an eating disorder that I had to actually dig down and understand why I was doing that. And it was because I didn't want to look a certain way again. Now, right. and, and that's where it comes to the point where it's like, where, where I was mentioning earlier about how if you lose it fast, thinking that you can gain it fast is actually false. So let's just say as an example, if a person diets for 100 days, uh, going all out over a weekend, you're not going to gain, you're not going to go back to what you look like 100 days ago in two days. And that's what my mentality was before. Like, oh man, like I was just so scared to like gain all the way back, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, flash forward to, to today, it's like, hey, if, as long as you're having your your vegetables, your lean meats, you know, fat, carbohydrates, you know, healthier fats, I hope. But, um, but you know, carbohydrates to fuel your workout and like earning your carbohydrates rather than just eating it left and right, then you're in pretty good shape. And then every, every now and then, you know, treating yourself to like a dessert or, you know, something savory or even just a day where you're not tracking. Uh, I personally don't track. I can track at will if I really want to. Like tomorrow, if I wanted to start tracking my macros, I can. And it's usually just for me to, to get an idea of, hey, am I actually eating uh, the amount of food that I think I'm eating or am I under eating or overeating, et cetera. Uh, Joyce is a little bit more on the end of like, she tracks because she's more at peace. She's more at peace with it. Uh, and she is less stressed out when she tracks because she knows exactly what she's putting in. Um, everything for her is like, it needs to be measurable. Uh, for me, it's like, I'm not really competing. Uh, I never really got on the big stage when it came to CrossFit, you know, mostly local competition. So I didn't really take it as seriously as she is, uh, as she's taking it now. But for me, it's, it's, it's more overall, um, again, balance. Like this, this for me is more sustainable. Like I can't see myself tracking for my whole life. Um, and my approach to it is, is really just, if, if you can have majority of your foods, like let's say, you know, five out of the seven days of the week, you're having whole foods, stuff that you know exactly what's in it. Uh, you're the one that cooked it. Um, or you know exactly what's in it coming, you know, coming from the kitchen in a restaurant. And it's pretty much, you know, the least amount of processed food you can put in your body. Great. Those two days, maybe don't go all out for both days, but you know, have a, I don't want to call them cheat meals, but have like a treat meal, mm -hmm. uh, you know, every, you know, during those two days and whenever, whenever you want. Uh, I think the, even just the mentality behind calling, you know, food bad versus good kind of puts morale on it when we should look at it on a standpoint of like what's healthier and what's not as healthy or what's nutrient dense and what's not as nutrient dense. Yeah. Um, and the same goes with like the cheat meal, right? Like, why why is it called a cheat meal is it because we're cheating on our health you know and it kind of puts this this weird tone on it i feel so when you call it a treat meal it's like hey it's a treat meal because i worked hard uh i worked hard and i want to enjoy this rather than like oh this is a this is a bad meal like mm -hmm. i'm cheating on this yeah. like you know like i'm gonna feel bad like my body's gonna feel it tomorrow um but instead looking at it, it's like hey this is a reward out of for all the things I put my body through this week and that I stuck to my goal I stuck to my nutrition goal and I am I'm doing great I'm doing fine this is okay to have 
Yeah. I mean, to yeah. um, just add on a little bit to that. So, I mean, yes, I do measure and I'm actually pretty like very, very disciplined about it, um, mainly because I am trying to compete and um, we can go a little bit more about it if you would like. Um, but um, for our clients, especially if we're looking at like trying to find something sustainable, we do suggest most our clients to start by tracking just so you can see what you're putting into your body. Most people don't realize what they're eating right? and, and tracking almost helps you be a little bit more mindful. But like Aaron was saying, it's definitely one, not for everybody and two, not necessarily sustainable for the rest of your life, right? Ideally, you're able to figure out how your body can react to certain foods or how much nutrients or certain nutrients your body needs. And once you kind of get the idea, ideally, you're able to sustain that and eat a little more intuitively for hopefully the rest of your life. And like, if you're thinking about it, when you're like 90 years old, are you really going to be on your little app on your phone and being like, how many grams of protein did I have today? Right? Realistically, no, yeah. maybe <laughs> if that ends up being your goal when you're 90, you want to do something with that. But for the majority of the population, no. Right. And so, um, yeah, with that whole idea of sustainability, it's almost like thinking about that, thinking about that future. It's like, are you looking Forward, like, what are you looking forward to? I think a lot of times, especially in this day and age, it's like, well, what's the quick fix, right? Like kind of like what Aaron was saying earlier, he was saying, you can't just gain back all your weight in two days, but same thing, you can't just lose all your weight in two days, right? A lot of times it's like you're asking people, how long did it take you to gain or go from, let's say like 130 pounds to 150 pounds. And then all of a sudden you're expecting to lose 20 pounds in one week. Um, it probably didn't take you one week to gain 20 pounds, right? So right. kind of putting that into perspective, it's like it, it takes a lot more consistency to gain weight. And it also takes some consistency to lose the weight. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I think that is very important. And it sounds like, you know, I think, like you guys are talking about is don't take everything in absolutes like if you like to track you can track but don't feel like you're trapped to oh if i don't track this meal something is wrong or like if i don't track this meal i'm going to be totally off track and the opposite like aaron does eating more intuitively he knows how his body feels like that's fine too like i think i think so many people didn't they just want you to tell them one thing to do like mm -hmm. oh just track your macro they're like okay great and then that's all they think about or if you tell them to eat intuitively that's all they want to do but really it's just finding a balance of everything like track a little to get it like you said joyce like it helps you be more mindful of what you're eating so use the tracking for a little bit and then once you feel like you got a good you know idea of how many calories are in food you can switch it up maybe do what aaron does and eat a little more intuitively see how your body reacts and feels and so i think just having the balance like in all aspects of fitness and health, just even when it comes to eating and tracking, just having a balance between what you want to do. It doesn't have to be just one thing. For sure. And I think, you know, that's a big reason why I actually love nutrition coaching. It's because everyone is so different. Um, like, for example, what you like to eat, and I see all the yummy foods you post on Instagram. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for sure. Delicious. But it might not necessarily be as yummy as it might look to for me or Aaron. It might not look 
as yummy to someone else. Like we all have different palates and different things work for us, right? Our lifestyles are different. Some people had a client who she was like, I'm in the lab for like eight to 10 hours a day. I cannot eat when I'm in the lab, you know? And like another client's like, I have to eat all the time. Otherwise I'm just snacking all the time. And so it's like, you're not going to tell the person who can't eat the whole day to have like six meals a day because that's probably not realistic. But then on the flip side, you can't tell the person who loves to have little snacks the whole day, you can only have one meal a day, right? So I think that's what I love about nutrition is that you have to almost like find what works for you. And so many things work for you. You just kind of have to go about like discovering it, right? There is no one answer. And that's actually kind of cool. I totally agree. I mean, and you know, it's interesting. Like, I mean, it's that Aaron, what you're like, where you're saying that you had an eating disorder and you didn't even know. You yeah. know, usually when people think of eating disorders, it's like, oh, like you know, when you feel it or when you see, it, you're like, oh, dang, I have an eating disorder. But it's so interesting to, me. or maybe I'm just not very, I'm just not in tune with the subject. But to me, I just find it very interesting that you had one and you didn't know until your friends had to tell you. Yeah, which is very interesting to me. I mean, even now, like, I'm going to be honest, and I'm fully transparent about I'm an open book type of person. So even now, there are times when like, oh, my gosh, like, I, I got to slow down a little bit. Like, especially now it's the holidays. Um, I, yeah. tend, I, you know, I tend to just full send in the holidays, like, I'm going to drink, you know, <laughs> like, like, you obviously, like, I don't even track. So I'm not even looking at my numbers on what's over or what's not. You know, I'm pretty sure my fats are like 200%, like carbs are you know, 200% protein, you know, we majority of us under eat on protein. But, you know, it's, it's like, it's kind of scary, like when sometimes that that kind of stuff creeps back up, you know, especially because now I'm older. Um, I'm a lot older from when I first was experiencing bulimia. And the fact that it still kind of creeps up every now and then just the thought of like, oh, man, like, I don't feel good. Like, I'm really full. I I mean, I, you know, I, just, you know, go to the bathroom. It's okay, man. Just go to the bathroom and, you know, throw it up, throw up a little bit. And I'm just, no, like, and the yeah. reason why, and the reason why is because that's a habit. Like if I were to start doing that again, mm. it would just start turning into, you know, a, a very unhealthy habit. And that's really what it is. Like when people dive into eating disorders, it's, it's honestly just the habit of what you're putting in your body and how you're viewing yourself. So instead of me, you know, I have to talk to myself at the table being like, Hey, you're full. Just stop eating, man. Just, yeah, you know, and assessing like, have, have you had everything that you wanted to have? Yes. Uh, are you, you know, uh, do you find yourself still wanting more? No, you just kind of want to keep the taste going. Um, how are you going to feel like if you were to go to the bathroom and just go ahead and throw up? probably gonna it's probably gonna suck and you're probably gonna feel guilty but then you're gonna go back in and start eating some more and that's that's bad so you know and this is like i'm microprocessing this stuff at the dinner table sometimes uh during the during the holidays but the the one thing that that i find is important it's not that it's it's not that like oh yeah like i i didn't have to do it or like i i you know um the win doesn't come with uh, the time that I, I didn't, you know, I actually succeeded not going to the bathroom and and throwing up my food. But it's what I'm telling myself. It's the, it's okay if you gain, like a pound or a few pounds overnight. 
Like it's okay that you're going to see like another flab of, you know, fat, like fat is fine. Fat is normal. Like you don't have to look like, you know, uh, you don't have to look super lean all year round. Like, like I'm, you're a human Aaron. Like, and this is me talking to myself. Like, like it's okay. Like you'll, you'll get leaner again in like a week. Like you're just going to get back on the train, work out regularly, guilt-free and you're fine. So yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's, thank you for sharing that, man. I know that's very personal and not an easy thing to talk about, I'm sure. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And it really puts a perspective on, I feel like your mentality and just to bring this all full circle, I feel like, you know, one thing for me that I've noticed from being overweight and out of shape and just kind of down on life myself and to where I am now, for me, the biggest growth, the biggest impact for me has been my mental health and how my mentality about not just fitness or working out, but just my mentality about life challenges, obstacles, things like that have improved. And it sounds like for you, that that mental toughness and that when you're having those mental struggles, you're able to be aware and win out with your eating disorder. And so just to bring it full circle, like how as in, I mean, you guys can both answer, um, but in your guys' both journeys in your physical career or fitness careers and in life, you know, in what what in what way has this helped your mental? Because I know it's different for everybody. Everyone has different ways they've benefited mentally. But personally for you guys, like what has been the biggest mental gain in this whole fitness and health journey? Oh, I, uh, well, I guess because, you know, I've been doing it for a while now. It's I mean, it's, it's said over and over, we see it on memes, we see it on posts, like as just the, the theme itself or the, the sentence itself, but consistency is not only key, but I feel like consistency is king. Like, you know, you have these people who go on drastic diets or these huge strength gains, right? And for what? I mean, if it's to compete, great. Uh, if it's a compete where it's like a drug-free competition, like not so great because then you run the risk of like getting in trouble, things like that. Um, and then you also run into the risk of like the complications and side effects of going, you know, full bore on on taking like, you know, um, performance enhancement, enhancement drugs. So if your goal is to just, you know, look good, move well, and live long, consistency really is king. Um, I know... I mean, I, I guess I, I can more speak for myself. Uh, Joyce will chime in. Um, but uh, for myself, it's like, do I want to, you know, keep trying to break my back to like eventually squat 500 pounds, deadlift, et cetera, and, you know, clean and jerk 315? Probably not. But if I get there, great. If I don't get there, great too. Um, you know, I sh no one should really feel glued to a goal if it's going to affect their body in the long term. Right. Like I still have other hobbies that I tend to forget about. Like I like to play instruments and, you know, um, I like to ride motorcycles, I like to go to the track. And these are other, you know, now it's like off-roading. So it, it's like I have these other things that like if one thing doesn't work out, that's not going to stop me from like living my life and pursuing life, you know, to, to you know, just become a better version of myself. So um yeah, Joyce, I mean, I, I say Joyce can chime in. Um, I know right now she's really, it's for her right now, it's competing. But yeah, go ahead, Joyce. I mean, it's interesting. That, I mean, the question is interesting and I, I love it because 
just thinking about working out, nutrition, all the above, right? Like taking care of your health and the journey. Um, you know, it's like a life journey. And along the way, you're going to learn so many lessons. So when you pose that question, I'm like, there's so many mental gains, right? And I think um, like all the lessons, they will carry for the rest of your life, essentially, you know, but I think one of the biggest things that I've realized that I have gained mentally is just self-love. Like I remember a time when I would look at myself in the mirror and be like, I do not know when I'm ever going to love what I see. You know, like I do not know if I'm, if I'm ever going to love what I see, (laughs) you know? And like, am I ever going to look in the mirror and be like, I appreciate my body. I love my body. I like how it looks, feels, performs, etc. And I could, would not believe it, right? I mean, I not to go too much in depth, but I did also have um, binge eating disorder, and so I would just like starve myself. And then that was also when I was like running obsessively. And then it would be like, then I'll eat a whole bunch with my friends, and then I'll just go back to starving myself. And then it's like I can eat seven hundred calories for a a day or two. And then like the next day, I'll eat like 5000 calories in one sitting, you know, and so um, it's it, it was then when I was just like, I don't know how I'm gonna, you know, it's like, I don't love myself. I don't like what I see. I don't like how I feel. I don't like any of this. Right. And it was like coming on this journey of like, I want to be healthy. I want to love myself. I want to take care of myself, you know, and um, learning how to do that. And like, of course, kind of like what Aaron's saying, you know, those things never you're you're still battling with some mental aspects of things. Right. It's like, what are you telling yourself behind your own two ears when nobody else is listening or when nobody else is around you? When you're behind closed doors, what are the things that you tell yourself? And I have found that, you know, just going on this journey of trying to be healthy or trying to take care of myself, not only does it benefit the people around you, but you yourself get so much out of it in how you learn to appreciate your body, take care of your body, um, you know, and it's like, of course, probably when I look at myself now from, let's say I'm like a couple years ago, right, back in history, I'm like looking in my future self, I may still back then be like, that's not a perfect body, right? I mean, right now I'm not shredded. I, I'm lean, but I'm not shredded, right? I don't have eight pack abs and like all the crazy striations on my muscles and stuff, right? It's like, I'm not that shredded, but I look in the mirror and I'm like, my body is like, I train my body. I love my body, right? I take care of my body. I do all these things to keep myself healthy. I feel good in my body. And I love that. And I think that's definitely like the biggest mental win that I've come to just realize during this journey. Yeah. And I I love what you said there, how you said light or fitness and health, your journey is also a life journey because that is so true, you know, like I feel like uh, what you do in the gym, what you do on the track or in whatever sport or whatever fitness thing you're doing, whatever is happening in that moment projects into your life. So whether it be, you no, know, let's say like you, you build a little confidence in the gym because you put up a weight that you didn't expect to put up, mm-hmm. then you build some confidence just outside of that in your own life. And like you said, when you start to love yourself and how you look and not letting that affect your fitness, 
then you just that kind of projects into your life as well. So a lot of people need to realize that it's like you said, it's not about just what kind of gains you make in the gym, mm-hmm. but it helps you project those same gains in life. And I think that's so important. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I, it's interesting. I love that. I was just talking about this with someone because we were talking about like why I decided to put strength with a purpose and where that came from. Um, mm-hmm. And a huge part of it is really that like, I mean, when you train your body, it's not just to train it or whatever, you know, it's like, no, there's purpose behind it. Like, we want to move better because we want to go be able to walk up like the stairs without getting hurt or sitting down and standing up. There are people who get hurt just by doing that. Right. And you're going to be doing that for like the rest of your life, sitting onto a chair, standing up, that's a squat. Right. And so it's like, if we're able to do that properly, then we are training ourselves for the sake of life. And it might not just be that, right? There might be other reasons why you want to train your body. It could be like we're saying for confidence, or I want to learn some, um, I want to get some of these mental games, right? It could be for whatever reason, but whatever that reason is, like we're training our body, we're getting stronger, we're having our strength, whatever that is, whether it's just I'm able to squat to sit and stand like that's my strength or it's you know I'm clean and jerking that 315 that Aaron Aaron's talking about right it's like it doesn't matter where you fall in between there it's like whatever you're training there's that purpose behind it yeah Yeah, I totally agree I totally agree and um, you know let's just as kind of we're coming wrapping up here and, and of the podcast episode you know as you guys are both fitness coaches, I know right now you guys are doing a lot of Zoom classes online. And I mean, has that been has been a struggle for you or how, how's that been, that new transition from being physically with your client and now doing it over the computer? Oh man, it's definitely a transition. You don't go into the fitness industry saying you're going to coach people and be moving all around all the time to find yourself just behind a computer screen. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I do see. <laughs> there, I, I do see the benefit in what we're doing now, though, because mm-hmm. now it's like it, it's. I couldn't wrap my head around the idea that like, oh, I'm actually helping more people because before I used to think of it as, as, oh, I'm going to be, you know, just. Am I going to be just selling cookie cutter programs, things like that? And really, that's not what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joyce and I are very, uh, very, very, how should I say this? Uh, Not necessarily serious, but I guess we care care so much about the people that we work with that Mm -hmm. we we can't get ourselves to sell cookie cutter programming. You know, it's like, oh, here's a program. Put like 50 people on it, right? it's more of like everyone's like Joyce mentioned earlier, everybody's needs are different. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether it's nutrition or fitness, you know, some people may be going through injuries that like, Oh, they can't do X, Y, and Z. So they actually have to, you know, be modified, you know, and then it gets to the point where it's like, well, if there's too many injuries, then we have to also do our due diligence and be like, are we willing to take this into under our wing and, you know, learn how to help them with these injuries or, kind of tell them, hey, maybe we're not the right fit for you, but we do have some resources of where we can send you over to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, taking everything online has, has actually been able to allow us to help the the broader spectrum mm-hmm. of people, right? Like we're getting people off Instagram. Um, we're getting people it just who encounter uh, the Strength with a Purpose website, uh, people who look, look us up on Yelp. 
um, I mean, even you, bro, like, like I, when you mentioned how I helped you, like that was, that was me just genuinely like, yeah, I, I wanted to help you deadlift better. Um, yeah. and it's interesting how, um, you mentioned that, you know, I asked for permission first because I don't want to rub, you know, I don't want to piss anybody off. Like there's yeah. another guy, uh, there's actually a, quite a few people that I've literally DM, like I'll see the post and i'll do the dm like the paper airplane and then so that way they know which post i'm referring to and then i'll, I'll have that simple same question like hey uh do you mind if i make a suggestion or can i you know can i say something to kind of help you out or can we do a form check and usually the answer is yes i haven't gotten a no yet but from there it's, it's kind of the same thing like i'll do a bunch of snapshots put a diagram like your hip should be here your back should be here where you brace yada 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 and all in all, it's it's just because I, I care. Uh, and it's because I know Joyce cares as well. And, and like for yeah. sure that transition wasn't easy, right? We almost felt like we were forced into it because we were so busy with our in-person clients and like our um, like coaching in-person classes. Yeah. And so trying to figure that out was a little bit of a transition. Um, and I would say we're still figuring it out. You know, it's not perfect, but we're progressing. And um, but it has definitely opened up the doors to help more people. And I think that's what we absolutely love about it is that, you know, there's just so many people and it is, it is hard to help everyone, right? It's like, you can't put that upon yourself to help everyone, but we're able to find more people that could benefit from what we have to share with them. And I think that's been super cool about um, being able to go online. Yeah. And I, and I can just, just hearing you guys talking, I can, and obviously my testament with Aaron's experience when he helped me was I can definitely tell you guys just truly care about people's health and just helping them find what you found and you what you've experienced and just helping them in that way. And I think that's like the core to every person who is a fitness coach or, or instructor. It's like, yeah, I'm not trying to like not just about making you look good, but you when you genuinely care about that person's life and their mm-hmm. and their health and their quality of life, mm-hmm. that's like the most important key for in in someone who's teaching someone in in their health journey. And I think you guys do a great great job in that. Um, so really, guys, that's awesome. Thank you. And let's if I want to, I want to leave the people with one thing. Um, so you guys can each go take your turn at this, but. Um, or Joyce can go first here. Mm-hmm. If, if you were to lift someone who's listening to this and they're saying, hey, I want to get to where you guys are. I want to also be balanced. I want to be you know, healthy and, and be strong and all that stuff. What is just one thing that you would recommend them to do? Like if one singular focus, hey, like this one thing, I w- you need to do this. And what would that be? Hmm. It would definitely be consistency. You have to be consistent. If there is just one thing that you strive to do, it's be consistent. And it it could kind of just be what you're saying to me right now. Like, what's one thing? What's one thing that you can do to get that 1% better today? Be consistent with that. One thing today. Right. One thing tomorrow. One thing the next day, right? And over time, that consistency builds up. And I mean where I am today is a result of all those little one things that I've decided to do every single day. 
Man, I love that. I love that. Even if it's that one thing, just do it. Do that one thing every day. That's that's great. That's great. What about you, Aaron? What's one thing you would give the people to focus on? It it probably have to be being, I guess, like a child. Being like a child. And, and, and I know what, I'm getting. What, wait, what, wait. What do you mean? Like, if if we look at it, if you look at it, uh, I guess to be more specific, like a, like when I mean child, like I mean like a toddler, because. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm, I might be getting a little bit too deep, like psychologically, with this, but no, no, no. It, oh, good. Yeah. When you look, when you look at a toddler, like what happens when they when they fall, they get right back up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even if they don't know how to walk, and so they're gonna fall fifty times before they figure out how to walk. Mm-hmm. How many people do you see that try something even ten times and then they give up? Mm-hmm. Like, like especially for some, you know some of our clients, some of our friends, maybe that we, that, that want to get into working out, you know, uh, for overall health and wellness, can they, can they actually count on their hands? Like how many times they went to the gym or had a actual really, really good session or count the number of times they've tried having another, you know, vegetable that's good for them. But when they don't see the results right away, they kind of just fold the cards. Right. And When I think of a toddler, when I think of a child, like no matter how many how many things they want to touch or grab or learn, they'll keep falling, um, and they'll keep trying it until they get it. I don't know if like like, and I noticed that a lot with like even with our dogs, right? Like if they really want something, you know, no matter how many times they get it wrong, they're going to correct themselves eventually until they get it, mm-hmm. and. You know, that, that's like the no fear mentality, like the no fear courageous mentality. And um, that's also the growth mindset mentality rather than having a fixed mindset of like, well, it didn't work. So maybe I'm just the way I am or maybe I can't learn this. But instead having that growth mindset of like, OK, I don't have it this time, um, but maybe the next time I'll get it or maybe the next time I'll get it. Maybe the next time I'll do it more efficiently or maybe like, you know, if I constantly keep doing this. Like I'll get better and better and better, even though I keep making mistakes. Like I just learn not to do it next time. Yeah, so, I think, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, and those two things are great. I think being consistent and growth mindset. Mm-hmm. I think, and like you said, being like a toddler having that growth mm-hmm. mindset. Um, I think those are two great things people can just even if they just focus on those two things, they'll make progress. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and so. All right, guys. Well, where can people um, find you if they want to get some coaching from you, if they want to get some training um, and or just follow you on your content? Like where can people find you? Well, we are mainly on Instagram. You can find me at strength with a purpose, just spelled out like that. Aaron's is vision. Drew. Uh, I might actually change it because it's so complicated, but it's VZN dot D. R V N T. Even I'm having a hard time spelling it. <laughs> I might I might actually just change it to like Coach Aaron J or something, and that way it's easier for people yeah. to find me. But uh, you, people can also go to our website, yes. uh, Strength with a Purpose, spelled just like that. dot com, and you know people can see our story, see you know how we got into the fitness and all that. And if they want to schedule anything, all the information's on there. Yes, feel um, free to DM yeah. us. Go through the website. You can email us there, um, and yeah looking forward awesome. to it <laughs> yeah and i will i will also in the description for the podcast i'll make sure i'll put your guys's instagram handles on there so people can awesome. see 
especially oh. exactly how it's spelled. Yeah. Uh, in this case, I mean, I I knew what you what it meant when I read your name, so I feel like most people will kind of get it. Um, Vision driven. Um, yeah. But also the Strength of the Purpose website. If you guys want to find coaching, hit Aaron and Joyce up on there. And um, yeah, that's that'll. I think that's gonna wrap it up, guys. But thank you so much for coming on. It was such a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. Um, thank you. Thank you, man. A lot of great stuff I know people will take away from this episode. So thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Thank dude, Kevin, you're, yeah. yeah, dude, you're you're doing big things, man. We truly appreciate you. And we see we see the work you're putting in. Mm-hmm. So we also want to, you know, thank you and, you know, give give you like, you know, a clap, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a thunderclap for, for everything you're doing, man. Thank you, man. I think that's what's one thing I've really appreciated about finding this community on Instagram, especially is just finding like-minded people like uh, you and Joyce. And even though we're in different paths, we don't have the same goals. I think as overall mentality and life goals are the same. And so uh, I really appreciate, you know, that's one thing I've really come to really appreciate and be grateful about in finding uh, people like yourselves on Instagram. So thank you guys. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, I will catch you next time. And uh, thanks for listening to the episode. Yeah. Peace out. Take care. Bye. Take care.